Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's just blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport. It's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is ZFM Sport on a Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday here on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. The team is here. Mike Madura, Chris Meadzi, our producer, Toronto, Fidenika, and my name is Barry Manandi. On the home front today, clubs set to be part of the inaugural National League have up to next Wednesday to confirm their status, after which ZIFA will communicate the details on the progress of the establishment of the league, which will be a feeder to the top flight. We hear the thoughts of the in-studio team team about that development in Zimbabwe football. In international sports news shooting guard Clay Thompson says he has zero concerns about the Golden State Warriors missing the playoffs even though a loss to rivals Memphis Grizzlies tonight will see them drop off out of the playoff contention. And in around the world in 60 we have stops in Australia, England and the United Arab Emirates. I don't miss the second half of the show, the beautiful game where Cameroon and Mali have crashed out of the African Nations Championships at Chan at, as the group phase in Algeria came to a shock riddled climax. In England Newcastle manager Eddie Howe says he's pleased with the win as the Magpies took one step closer to their first domestic uh, cup final since 1990 with an edgy 1-0 win over struggling Southampton. Over in Italy, AC Milan boss Stefano Pioli has admitted the Rossoneri are suffering from the weight of expectation following their 4-0 defeat against Lazio last night. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. In tennis news, the National Association have announced their Davis Cup team to face Uruguay next week in the World Group 2 playoff at Harare Sports Club. The team is made up of the Lock brothers, Benjamin and Courtney, Metluli Sibanda and Benedict Badza. Head over to cricket news. Zimbabwe cricket have announced a Zimbabwe 11 side that will face the West Indies in a three-day warm-up match ahead of the Test Series in Bulawayo. The 15-men Zimbabwe 11 squad includes five players with Test caps such as Donald Tiripano, Carl Mumba, Timison Maruma, Wesley Mandewere and Milton Schumann. Finish off with athletics news. Long-distance runner Olivia Chitate has stepped up her preparations for the forthcoming World Athletics Cross-Country Championships that are taking place on the 18th of February in Australia. Chitate earned the ticket to represent the country when she won the national championships more than a week ago in Bindura. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. All right, now that news coming out of Zifa is that clubs set to be part of the inaugural National League have up to next Wednesday to confirm their status, after which Zifa will communicate the details on the progress of the establishment of the league, which will be a feeder into the top flight. Zifa resolved to fulfill the constitutional requirements of having a national second-tier league with effect from this season while keeping the four regional Division One leagues as the third tier in domestic football. We caught up with Ulayo based on football Muziwetu Khadebe uh, who questioned why Zifa is rushing the establishment of the National League. 
uh, the closest we have gone to a national uh, Division One league is uh, having uh, two Division One leagues, uh, that is uh, the Northern and the Southern, and then the top two uh, in those leagues uh, making it into the PSL with the four teams being relegated or maybe uh, the top teams making it into uh, the uh, top league that is the PSL and the two are being relegated. That's as far as I remember and this was uh, designed uh, with a view of looking at uh, the expenses, the cost of uh, moving around the country in terms of uh, the lower leagues. And uh, this was happening when we had uh, quite a number of uh, uh, teams that were sponsored by corporates. And uh, the situation has changed now. And uh, we are talking of a national uh, league. How are these teams uh, going to manage it? Why is it rushed? Why are we talking of these teams uh, uh, having to register by next week? We are saying we want them to register by next week. We are not asking their budget and uh, how is this going to happen. So it's a, it's a bit uh, complicated. I understand the angle of wanting to come with it from a position of uh, this is something that is in the constitution, but the constitution can uh, always be changed. Uh, that's why we have annual general meetings. That's why we have uh, uh, extra uh, ordinary meetings where these things can be changed why we went into uh, four leagues it's because of uh, the expenses it's because of uh, uh, exposure countrywide of getting teams from all the regions uh, in terms of uh, uh, Premier League uh, uh, football but still if we want to improve on that I think uh, the the closest we can go to a national league will be uh, to have uh, two leagues southern and uh, northern and they just let uh, two teams from each of uh, uh, these uh, uh, um, uh, regions qualify into the PSL and that will make uh, uh, the league um, uh, quite competitive. Uh, uh, that's my general uh, uh, view. Uh, but to hide and say that this is because of the constitution, the constitution is there to be changed as long as there is due notice and uh, it's uh, for the good of the game. There is nothing wrong that can stop uh, the football leaders from amending the constitution uh, accordingly uh, to what will suit uh, the current situation, the best possible situation that we find ourselves in in as far as football is concerned. See. Uh, the words there of Musiretu Khadebe. And now the concept of the second tier national league, uh, which is provided for in the Ziva constitution, was first mooted uh, and adopted in 2013. But successive uh, Ziva administrations have not been able to implement it. The introduction of the national division one league will see two clubs relegated from the Premier Soccer League at the end of the season instead of four. And news coming to us is that sources uh, say that there's been an overwhelming inquiry about the national league. Uh, from each of the four regions Eastern, Central, Northern and Southern but Muzi says why now? Why so quickly? And then also if it's constitutional constitutions are there to be changed if necessary yeah i, I want to start off by saying that uh, i think it's a it's a it's a good idea mm. uh if you take a look at the basic concept yes uh so this is the concept of course that was uh uh put forward and of course uh, like you said uh, in 2013 it was adopted um it's a good idea because we've been asking for a competitive tier beneath the Premier Soccer League. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and you will get it with the National First Division. What we have right now, and we talked about uh, the Eastern Region, where uh, Green Fuel goes through an entire season unbeaten, mm-hmm. Invincibles. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time it's happened in the Eastern Region. There are a couple of sides that have actually gone through full campaigns in Division One football in the Eastern Region. Luke Masomere, uh, I think he did it uh, in the Eastern Region invincible mm. uh, and that's simply because there are teams in that region that are simply not good enough yeah. and if those are the teams that are honing the skills of the team that's going to be promoted it's no surprise that uh, division one teams go up and struggle in the castle lager premier soccer league the other debate that people are not really 
talking about is that we have a bloated football league in Zimbabwe. That's yeah. true. We have far too many teams for a population our size. We've got uh, a Premier Soccer League uh, that is the same size as Brazil with a population of 200 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to put it into perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the size of our Premier Soccer League. And yet we've got a population of 15 million and we don't have the resources in sports mm. that can actually make our teams competitive and that can actually fund development but that's a discussion uh, for another day altogether mm. but this idea just as a concept at yeah. a conceptual, conceptual level, level yeah. is a good idea yeah. where I have a problem with it is in its implementation yes it was adopted in 2013 but even if you take a look at that constitution that we have in place now mm. it does not actually stipulate the date when this is supposed to kick off when it's supposed to start Mm. and I think for them to just come up and say hey we're starting in a couple of months that's sort of like really sidetracked a number of football clubs that's why I'm a bit incredulous when they say that you know what the uptake has been high has been high (laughs) (laughs) you know what and then you know the use of the term sources yes that for me is already a giveaway that you know what uh, there's a bit of PR and machining that's being done behind the scenes it's an interesting one because uh, uh, if if we take a look at the it's conceptually to say that uh, having a national first division uh, it's, it's, it's in the constitution it's there to be mm-hmm. to be implemented uh zifa says we're doing it now um it it sort of caught many clubs flat-footed yeah uh, on the basis that a lot of uh, clubs in the second tier which is the four regions were preparing for an assault on their leagues as normal yeah. and now have got to uh, go cross-country uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a national division. Now, I go back to the reason why we went to four regions in the first place, which was expense. How has that been catered for, in your just in your view, uh, to ensure that that doesn't become a stumbling block to this very initiative? I think it's, it's, there's been a lot of... Um, I don't, I don't know what I can call it. I was going to say problematic, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fall into we'll, that. We'll forgive you, Chris. For we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you. Okay, fine. The rest of the week, I won't yeah. say the word problematic. Um, I think it's... There hasn't been... You know what? I think everything that's happening at the moment goes back to the fact that we don't think about sports and about football clubs as institutions and as commercial entities. Because right now, when you're taking a look at, for first of all, the issue of, you know what, there's that huge gulf between the Premier League and our current uh, Division 1. Huge gulf. Part of that gulf is the organizational structures that are required for you to operate in Division 1 and the organizational structure dr- structures required for you to operate in the Premier League very, very different. That includes also the financial resources that you require to be playing at a national level. We've seen that problem. Yeah. Now we've said we are going to give the same institutions that are already trying to figure things out just in a regional level, we're going to say to them, you have two months, which is approximately what, you have 60 days to effectively come up with the finances, with the organizational structures in order for you to operate at that very same national level. So we are exacerbating exactly the same problem. And I don't think enough thought has gone into what does it take to take a club from Division one to the Premier League. We've seen it. Three out of four of those clubs that got promoted came straight back down. Why? It's about the organization, the structures, the administration of these clubs. So if they're struggling at that level, a two-month period, come on. It's, it's and, and I think the, 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 the demoter clubs also lack quality. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they lack quality because they can't recruit the best. They can't recruit the best because they don't have the resources okay. to actually attract it's a the best. Cycle, isn't it? Uh, and so it's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. You're now expecting these clubs that are operating in the regions, in the regional Division One uh, leagues, to all of a sudden have the resources and the qualities to go national. Mm. You're asking teams that have been struggling to fulfill fixtures uh, where they are playing probably in a 150 at a maximum 200 kilometer radius. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you're asking a team to be traveling from Mutare 
going right across to play ZPC uh, Wange, for example. That's going right across the country. Mm. That's a journey of, should I say, what is that? A thousand kilometers, yeah. over a thousand kilometers, 1,100 kilometers mm. uh, distance. Yep. It's like traveling from Harare to go and play in Khaborone. Yes. You're asking teams now to have that capacity and to have the resources to go and camp mm-hmm. yeah. and also to recruit better players. Yeah. Because now, it's you're not. Far more it's far it? much more competitive, and so it's. it's well, let's, a let's, let's pursue to that. Let's pursue that the, mm. the angle that you've brought up, Mike. Let's look at the the actual what's on the ground because Zifa had initially said that uh, uh, to all the regions, send us your best and your brightest, mm-hmm. the 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 four that finished underneath the team that was promoted. And if we look at the central region, Shesham was promoted to the Premier League. That means that Telwan, Vumbachikwe, uh, Chapungu, and Dudubadzimu mean there's a trip to Bikebridge for mm. everyone who's in there the national go. league, <laughs> and. Then in the eastern region, Mutari City Rovers, Mashungo United, Chirezi United, Renko Mine. In the northern region, it's Herentos under 20, uh, Golden Eagles, uh, Black Mambas, and Gezi Platinum Stars. And then, of course, in the southern region, it is ZPC, Wange, uh, Arenal, Talon Vision, Army Side, Indlovu, Inyatela. So you've got pretty much everywhere, as far flung as you can be in the yeah. country. Yeah. You, you, just, you just mentioned Chirezi. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's uh, so you know what it's 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 a tough ask and uh, a message has come through here uh, it reads that uh, the uptake could be high for sure. Uh, that is, of course, a message that's come in uh, yep. from Harry out in Bulawayo. Says the uptake could be high for sure, but a lot of those clubs invited won't have enough resources mm-hmm. to fund the escapade, but expect miracles mid-season. Most club owners are not soccer business-minded, but do it for their bloated egos, not for the game. That's 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 uh, Jumping off that point, um, a lot of businesses, and I'm, yeah, I'm talking about uh, organizations in the economy and all sorts, mm. do this their budgets October, November. Yep. Now, if we had to assume that footballing entities are also businesses, they would have done their uh, budgets around about October, November. The likes of Shesham, go, um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Simba Bora, uh, the likes of uh, uh, who has promoted... The- I mean, even the so-called invited teams, yeah. your Ngezi Platinum Stars, which yeah. is owned by uh, Zimplas, yeah. now you're asking them to double their budget because they've got triple, a team in, in the Premier Soccer League <laughs> yeah. uh, or even triple their budget. Yeah. You're asking the same of a number of entities yes uh, and, and they would have done their budgets like you said now all of a sudden you're asking them hey guys you've got to come up with a half a million yes. uh, dollar uh, budget again to fund this entity because thumbsuck how much does it cost to go through a campaign just national uh, I would say between four and five hundred thousand there we go yeah so because because of that and 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 uh, those those clubs that were promoted would have probably done their budgets for the Premier League, uh, mm-hmm. so they knew exactly what was coming. The great thing is that last season ended early, so those clubs that were promoted had the opportunity yeah. to plan quite early and and know what was going. And on. they were planning for regional <laughs> campaigns. Yeah, yeah. That's what they were yeah. planning. Even, re- if, even the recruit, yeah, okay, the, even the, the recruitment, the ones in thing, yeah. recruitment also now was all of a sudden regional yes. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is impacted. And now, all of a sudden, in January, hi guys, sorry, change of plan, you're going to be playing nationally. And the only thing for me that would change this entire discussion is if when the proposal of let's start this national league in two months, here is funding in order for you to, to participate, participate. that would make sense and that's what happens globally when you're taking a look at um south africa just across the limpopo here when that first division was started there was funding that was given to the teams in order to bridge that gap the and there'll be this argument that oh corporate sponsorship i can promise you as someone who works in corporate zimbabwe football is the absolute last on the list of things that are going to get sponsorship from corporate sponsors it is one of the risks places to place your finances when you are arranging sponsorships so it's so is it where's the money is it an issue of timing to be honest that this can't be funded by by corporates Uh, I know we it needs money but uh, you cannot uh, fund uh, football revolutions uh, out of corporate dollars. No, no uh, that's not their, that's 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 not their responsibility. Uh, the funding has got to come out of football, and this all is government. where we now all government, and yeah. this is where we look now and say, here we are, as a nation, without an association that's recognised by FIFA, a FIFA that's just come out of a, the the end of their World Cup cycle, mm. which is their most lucrative uh, year. 
they've just had a and phenomenal the World Cup, World Cup <laughs> in Qatar, where nations on average are probably going to be receiving around eight. 10, 12 million dollars, those that are affiliated right now, at the lower level. Those that participated will be receiving far much more than that. This would have been the time where we could have gone to FIFA and not now to say we're starting something in two. (laughs) No, 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 to say, you know what, this is what we want to do. We're targeting the year 2025 or 2026. We want to roll out a national first division. But this is what is going to take for us to roll it out successfully. Because the last thing you want, Chris is talking about, of course, football being at the bottom of the queue uh, or at the end of the queue uh, as far as uh, corporate dollars are concerned. The other thing that could cement its place there is if you roll out this national first division prematurely and it tanks. Oh, yeah. What does tanking mean? Tanking meaning that, you know what, we're getting the headlines of walkovers. We're getting headlines of teams failing to fulfill fixtures. We're getting headlines of clubs failing to pay players. Mm. Like we've seen in the Castle Lager PB Soccer League. If Caps United, Makepe Kepe, the Cup Kings, (laughs) Joel Shambo, Jubilee, (laughs) with its base of supporters, what more the teams that we are talking about that apparently uh, are things? scrambling for a ticket uh, into the National League. Yeah. It's, for me, it's, it's just not well thought. Yeah. But if there was a strategic plan, 24 months, mm-hmm. for me, even 36 months, yeah, yeah, yeah. preferably, yeah. And we would be able to implement this and hope that by that time, SRC is pulled finger <laughs> and we are now back amongst the family of nations so that we can access the funding that this that, project needs. Yeah, that can, that yeah. can, that can rightly yes. get out of FIFA and yes. then also then go and appeal to government to say, we want to start this thing. It's going to improve our football and then government chips in as well. So it's, we, it's, don't, we don't need government. Uh-huh. You know what? Let, let government concentrate on the lesser codes, guys, mm. like your athletics and funding those uh, codes that yeah. ordinarily struggle to get funding out of right. corporate uh, thing or have got global associations that are not so well healed. Mm. That's what I think government should chip in. Uh, the Zimbabwe Olympic Committee, uh, organizations like that. But when it comes to football, football falls under the wealthiest sports organization in the world. In the world. Yeah. There's no reason why government should be forking out when the association can simply go to FIFA with a plan. Yes. FIFA will always money. support a plan always, and get money. Always support a plan. And and, and, and what what say you as a as sort of to wrap up, uh, what say you, Chris, about the element of uh, sporting merit? Uh, because here we've got a situation whereby uh, there, there may be clubs within the ones that finish in uh, second to fifth mm. in, the, in the various regions who put their hand up and say, look, we haven't got the resources. Let's say, for instance, Mutari um, City uh, put up their hand and say, we haven't got the resources to do this national campaign. Uh, then they have to start going down the, the ladder. The ladder again. Uh, which isn't really sporting merit because you've got to be able to qualify. What, what, what say you are on sporting merit? Sporting merit becomes a I think it's the nail in the coffin. (laughs) I think when we're taking a look at this entire situation and if the true sort of intent behind this is to ensure that we have better, more competitive football being played. If you have teams that are unable to participate on sporting merit, they've managed to achieve, they finished uh, in the top five of their leagues at the moment, but they're unable to participate, then what effectively you're going to do is you're going to go down to six, to seven, and keep, and so the quality that you're now going to have in that league is going to be very different from what the intent was in the first place. And you know what, when you're taking a look at these regions and regional football, it's it almost works out that the better resourced teams will always finish higher up. So it's it's a nil-sum game for me. Mm, yeah, so there we are. The National League is coming uh, in March and there has been a flood of uh, teams that have uh, submitted their names uh, to participate in the National League coming out of the Central, Eastern, Northern and Southern regions. The teams that finished second to fifth have until next Wednesday apparently to express their interest in this league. Let us know your thoughts. 0731168045.
0731-168-045. We'll be reading your messages when we get to the fan zone and then we'll talk a little bit more about this National League. In the meantime, we've got to go stateside in our International Sports News. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Whether it's the NBA or NFL, the best of America on ZFM Sport. We're talking NBA today. Now shooting guard Clay Thompson says he has zero concerns about the Golden State Warriors missing the playoffs, even though a loss to rivals Memphis Grizzlies tonight. And Mike disputes that they are rivals. Uh, They're just the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, exactly. <laughs> they play the Grizzlies tonight and that'll see them drop off out of the playoff contention. Now Thompson added that if the Warriors are healthy come uh, playoff time, there's little doubt they won't compete for another uh, NBA championship. NBA pundit Shaquille O'Neal says the Golden State Warriors can turn it on any time and make a championship run. As bad as the Warriors are playing, they know slash think that they could turn it on at any time. So what Steve Kerr is doing to, you know, further what Chuck is saying, he's auditioning those young guys. Because with our main core, we can turn it on and we will turn it on. Right now we're not playing well, but we're still in six. We're going to slide out. When it's time to turn on and get focused, we're going to be ready. And the guys that's going to audition, we all know that, you know, the, the roster shortens during players. He's going to sure. say, okay, you play well, you play well, you play well. Get with these guys. And I, I still think that they think they can win it all. Z. Shaquille O'Neal there talking about the fact that the Golden State Warriors have enough quality uh, to make a championship run. The Golden State Warriors currently occupy the 10th and last playoff spot with Oklahoma City Thunder OKC breathing down their necks on the same record of 23 wins and 24 losses. Clay Thompson himself is under a bit of scrutiny, Mike, at the, in Dubtown. Yeah, yeah, but uh, to be honest, he's come off, uh, remember, missing out an entire season. Fair uh, and what he has shown this season are inconsistencies. He's had some incredible highs, mm. but he's also had some incredible lows. Uh, nowhere near at the level uh, he was uh, operating at uh, before this uh, injury. So I think uh, we've got to give him some sort of time, uh, but he's also no longer a spring chicken. That's mm. the other thing you've got to consider. Uh, and so it's a tough one for, for the Golden State Warriors. But like last season, Teams like the Golden State Warriors, it's all about them getting to the playoffs, having a full roster yeah. of players. And when they're on top of their game, they can beat him. Yeah, and so they showed that last season because no one thought that they'll win the championship last season. Mm. But they went into those playoffs healthy. Uh, they had uh, Steph Curry playing some of his best basketball. Draymond Green was back to his best defensively. Uh, and so they were able to do the business. Uh, what I just take uh, umbrage to was mm. what we discussed earlier. The yeah. Grizzlies. They the never Grizzlies won anything are. in their life. <laughs> uh, and here they are. <laughs> being dubbed as rivals, <laughs> rivals yeah. uh, to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of trying to say Crystal Palace are rivals uh, to uh, Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or us uh, trying to talk up uh, a London derby between Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Yes, <laughs> and Arsenal. Yes, it's a derby just uh, by location. Yeah, but uh, there's nothing there. But uh, some pundits are... And I think uh, maybe it's a bit of a reach, but I'd, I'd want to hear your thoughts, Chris, about uh, the uh, form of the Warriors on the road, in particular early in the season. The, I think just starting off the season, the Warriors were winning at home, which mm. I think also assisted them um, in terms of maintaining and, you know, climbing up the ladder. They started out winless in their first eight road games. That's mm. a massive massive uh, gap that they created mm. there and also that also included a 0-5 to five road trip mm. that was brutal so it's they haven't started off well in terms of their travelling and that's certainly improved but I think when you're taking a look at complete form across the season this is not a great start for them and it's potentially why they're sitting in that last place no, I, I, I do agree with you both and I agree with uh, Mike in particular about the fact that it now right now it's about making the playoffs and then everything else will be dealt with your upcoming key games, Philadelphia 76ers uh, uh, versus the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, versus the Denver Nuggets, uh, the Boston Celtics are at the New York Knicks, and then OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder, take on, takes on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Next, we're around the world in 16.
Hi, my name is Luke Bamute, Los Angeles Clipper Small Forward, and you're listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. We begin in Australia where Novak Djokovic delivered another masterclass at the Australian Open to thump fifth seed Andre Rublev in straight sets and ease into the semi-finals. Djokovic will face American Tommy Paul in the semi-finals. Let's head over to England now. Steve Borthwick may have learned his trade as a coach under Eddie Jones, but the New England boss says he has no intention of emulating his predecessor's mind games, insisting he will remain authentic. Head over to India now. The cricket board, the cricket board earned to 572.5 million as it announced the winners of bids to own five teams in the inaugural Women's Premier League T20 tournament in March. The Women's League will be an addition in an addition to the money-spinning IPL men's tournament. Barry, this is going to be really critical and this is an important movement. And to start off with 572.5 million, decent start. Yeah, it's a very decent start and I think that uh, uh, women's cricket will be better for it. Uh, certainly the shorter format of the game uh, because we know the impact that the IPL had on the game generally and uh, the, the men's game specifically. So I think that uh, this injection uh, should go a long way for women's cricket. And in news from the United Arab Emirates, Formula One-owned Liberty Media has accused the FIA president, Mohammed bin Sulaim, of interfering with its commercial rights by publicly questioning a reported $20 billion valuation of the sport. Cross my heart, hope to die. The hits. Music lives. Z. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. 0731-168-045. That's our WhatsApp platform, uh, Facebook and Twitter at ZFM Sport. Messages are coming in. Uh, and uh, this guy wants to talk basketball. You don't tell us your name. You simply say, underestimate the dubs at your own peril. And it's Nyasha in Dawnview. I hadn't seen his name. Uh, so he reckons that the dubs are good enough to get the business done. Uh, keep your messages coming in. Hey, guys, it's Prince. What's up, Prince? Do you think that Steph Curry is in the top 10 greatest NBA players of all time? The, and then he goes on to say the Nets will lose to the 76ers. So what are your thoughts on Steph Curry standing in the game? Easily. He makes the top 10 easily. I think, uh, listen, he's um, he's had a, a transformative effect on the game uh, where uh, you know uh, scoring from range became a thing (laughs) because of Steph Curry so there is a basketball before Steph and basketball after Steph yeah so that's that that's critical that that that, that's the making of someone who should be in that listen I'm also gonna say goat discussion Mm -hmm. but certainly uh, in right up there with with the best of them yeah certainly I don't think he's in the goat discussion Mm -hmm. but what I what I look at in terms of when it comes to debates like that, I take a look at athletes, uh, personalities that have moved the needle. Need, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Steph Curry moved the needle. Need so it. we had great three-point shooters. Mm. We had great shooters. Because Steph Curry, for me, is the greatest shooter the game has, has ever seen, ever period. Agree. Uh, and so we had uh, the likes, of course, of Reggie Miller, mm. uh, was a great three-point yeah. shooter. Yeah. Uh, you had Larry Bird with Larry the Boston Bird, Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Great three-point shooter. But What's the when, short fella yeah. from the Bulls? Um, <laughs> uh, But uh, you you have all those guys, but all those guys pale in comparison uh, with uh, Steph Curry. They are nowhere. You can't even, uh, they they cannot even be compared Mm. uh, to Steph Curry. So, in that regard, I think for me, he sneaks into the top 10. Uh, It's obviously subjective, it's debatable because there's some great players uh, that have played this game. Uh, And one player that is consistently left out of the uh, discussions and ratings is Hakeem, the dream. The dream. uh, Who more than matched Michael Jordan Mm. uh, for a few seasons in the NBA. Mm. uh, And of course, is uh, left out of those discussions. But I think uh, for me, uh, Steph Curry, he certainly would be. Uh, I think uh, Van Gundy came out, uh, one of the coaches, legendary analysts and coaches came out and said that Steph Curry is the MVP of the 
NBA over the last 10 years. Uh, Not LeBron James, Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry, yeah. And, and that's that's moving the needle for you. So uh, I'd, I'd, And then you've got, uh, you know, athletes that move the needle. Tiger Woods moved mm. the needle. Yeah. Uh, as far as golf is concerned, he moved the needle. He impacted the sport more than... If, in fact, I think Tiger Woods has probably impacted his sport more than any other athlete has ever impacted their sport mm. globally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't sure. think... I, 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 I can't think of any other athlete that brought participants into a sport. Into a sport. More than Tiger the, Woods. The, I, 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 would, I would... And and also a sport that particularly was not attractive mm. to the global... to global participation mm-hmm. and global participation as a whole. So I think, yeah, I'd agree with you. Tiger Woods was... Fam- John Paxson. John Paxson. Oh, there we go. It came. It came. Right. Hi, guys. Our local game is really amazing. Rebranding mediocrity and restructuring shoddy poor sports management. An overnight Dow decision by Zifa. It's poor project management sports-wise. Cried the beloved beautiful game. A transitional two-year calendar would have been ideal. And that is sculptor Colin Pa Sheffield. I like the fact that he's now adding Pa Sheffield as well. (laughs) How are you doing? Oh my goodness, Sculptor Colin, guys, is on a plus four four number. Have you left these shores, Sculptor Colin? You left us behind, Sculptor Colin. Sculptor. And didn't announce. Oh, didn't announce. Shucks. Or for the United Kingdom. Sheffield United. Then, guys, I'll see Clay Thompson is somewhere there close to Steph when he comes to three pointers. He's good. He's nowhere close to Steph. Uh, nowhere, nowhere. You take a look at uh, the, 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 the stat. Steph Curry is now on top yeah. of the ratings by a long, long shot. It's it's not even close. And that's not to say that Clay is not a great three-point he's shooter. Good. He's good. He's good. He's he's good. When he is hot, he's hot. Like he's absolutely hot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think Steph has done it, you know, he's, he's done it over such a prolonged period. Yeah. Uh, he's doing the business. Uh, right. Evening, guys. What are the merits of the National League? You mostly only spoke on the demerits. Well, we didn't speak on the demerits, uh-uh. to be fair. What we spoke about was the demerit of starting it now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because as, as a concept, we I, actually I, say that brilliant. the concept is great. It's a brilliant whole. concept. I think when we're taking a look at do we really want to improve the quality of football that is being played in our Premier League, you have to have a second tier that is also very, very competitive. And if we're going to have that tier, it has to be a national tier. I think in order to aid that adjustment from playing in uh, a, f- um, a second tier, I keep mixing it up, a second <laughs> tier, <laughs> into the first, uh, to, to the Premier League, you need that adjustment phase. And we haven't had it. And it, it's very evident when you're taking a look at the newly promoted sides and how they perform when they get to the Premier League. So for me, very, very important. But... You cannot make the announcement with eight weeks to the start. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just the timing. The only problem with this entire thing is just the timing. Everything else, bang on. In social sciences, and the effects of hyper-growth mania. Even in other sectors, for example, education, it's unmanageable. So um, basically, you know, you, you just want to grow. It's an and overload. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an overload. It's an overload. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and too and much happening too quickly. Yes, and and the thing is that uh, we're we're hiding behind the constitution. It's constitutional and and so on and so forth. But there's there's a small thing that says that this was ratified in 2013 when the constitution was amended. I think it was undercut, but do it. Uh, and we've waited all this time. I think that. If we're going to implement it, let's do it right. And I think we should have the best of the best. Like uh, Chris was saying, let's put the best of the best in there. And the only way to do that is let's have a proper uh, pathway to it's getting there. Chaluva263, good evening to you, Chaluva. You say, I hear all the arguments against uh, it, but the national division can be a catalyst for growth. We agree with that. 100%. Getting an umbrella sponsor who can uh, can, uh, afford to get the club's skeleton budget and encourage each team to find additional sponsors from their local area. Good luck with that, buddy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe call us after marketing budgets have been decided. Even if, if even if they weren't done, I think sometimes you know what when people 
don't have skin in the game and uh, they're not really in in the marketing field. Everyone thinks marketing is easy. Yes. So everyone thinks, you know what, these clubs are just resting on their rusty dusties and they're not working <laughs> to get sponsors. Yeah. Believe me, these clubs are knocking on doors. Yeah, they yeah. are making calls. Yes. And it, it listen, and the deals just don't come their also way. And also, to, just before you come in, Chris, to, to talk about, okay, teams... Uh, a sponsor who will provide logistical support that's all great I think theoretically that's great mm. but look at our Premier League yeah. which Does has Dynamos Highlanders and all sorts <laughs> look at the sponsorship dollars in our Premier League yeah, those will give you the a, first division is never going to eclipse the, net, the, 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 the Premier League yeah, and so already yeah, that should give you an idea that these clubs will struggle to get the sponsorship that theoretically you're talking about also let's do a bit of maths uh, we've said that it'll cost four to five hundred thousand US no, dollars I say cut it in half just let's work at two hundred thousand okay fine just let's work at two hundred thousand yeah modest how many organizations and I'm talking about the biggest organizations in this country have marketing budgets that are even that size in their totality yeah. and now you're asking for a sponsor what is 250,000 times 16 Ooh. that's what you're yeah. asking that's what, what, you're what asking. corporate yeah. sponsor is going to be able to manage that it's, it's, it's not in the realm of reality within this country it's nice to talk about it and to say to get corporate sponsors but those dollars don't exist the same way they used to 10 15 even 20 years ago it simply doesn't work like that anymore yeah absolutely uh, if you had to get a sponsor that uh, we talked about uh, the budgets being 400,000 500,000 so we worked of course with 200,000 that's that, that's just half the budget someone who can come in and say okay you know what we'll give you 50% uh, of the budget 16 teams they're going to have to part with 3.2 million yeah. in, in US dollars. <laughs> in US dollars. US dollars yeah. Nah. Per year. Yeah. For branding year. rights. For branding rights to be naming rights to the National League. Uh, it's, it's, it's the National Second Division. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which actually surpasses the sponsorship for the, for the, for the Premier League. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big challenge. Uh, I don't know, Anzi, maybe we just don't know the sponsor. Who we've got a very uh, interesting message. And fake speculation on Monday, which you guys made in regards to Potter's job. Potter is around to stay. Rather, it's the players who may lose their contracts. Apostle Chitaka. Well, speculation is the order of the day when it comes to sports, my friend. Especially managers. What is he talking about? Uh, fake speculation. Uh, thing, speculation. Uh, speculation by its very nature can never be fake. Because yeah. it's speculation. But also, <laughs> Graham Potter is a dead man walking and you've got to be blind not to see that. Come on. I, look, under any other administration... Graham Potter would probably be gone and he may keep his job but as Mike is pointing out if we're speculating <laughs> speculation by its very nature is, can be inaccurate yes. it's, it's like uh, turning around and saying you guys got the prediction wrong it's a prediction it's not a prophecy it's not a prophecy if you want a prophecy go to church <laughs> right uh, guys let's wrap it up here uh, hi my favorite team uh, guys I love each and every analysis that you dissect thumbs up uh, guys That's my son Tony says hi how are you hi, Tony? Tony nice to know that you tuned in Baba Anzi Tanzwa I'll make him uh, meet you guys one day some course here out in Mount Hampton yeah bring him along I think we should make sure. a plan uh, you yeah, know so that we, we meet yeah. the guy uh, and just say what's up maybe even have him <laughs> on the show mom and dad are trying to have a conversation and they've been told shh don't listen to the show <laughs> yeah most of the time later mom and dad right and then uh, we have just to wrap it up Clarence in Waterfall says yes I agree Steph Curry is one of the greatest three point shooters who deserves to be mentioned no 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 let's get this right you, you can't say he deserves to be mentioned alongside Ray Allen. Reggie. He just smashed Reg, Ray Allen's record. Record, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and yeah. he keeps extending that record. He smashed Reggie Miller's record a long time ago. Uh, John Paxson, even Steve Kerr, of course, the coach was Steve Watcher yeah. was a shooter. Those guys are great. But as three-point shooters, can't be compared to Steph. Steph, Steph is on another level. He's, no. he's just uh, he's setting his next level. Next level. Mm. Uh, so he says, top 10 uh, greatest players, Anokwana, but Pagot, I know Goat, no, no, no. Uh, Jordan, uh, Bird, Magic, Johnson, and Mushakabu, Kobe Bryant, uh, and of course, uh, Dr. J. He hasn't even mentioned LeBron. Shots, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Don't hate on LeBron. I think Chris LeBron for Jay, me Jay. is 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 definite top definite and I say definite because then we'll get to debatable. Definite top five. 
Of all time. Of all time? Yeah. Of all time. Then he's in my top three. He's in your top three. He's in my top three. Who's your top three? My top three, Michael Jordan is the greatest. You'll, you'll, you'll never have anything greater than Michael Jordan. Then, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, after that, that's where... <laughs> that's predicting the future yeah. as well. You'll never. <laughs> you'll never. Yeah, I know, you can't, you can't. I know. Jordan, Jordan, guys, was, 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 special. Oh, yeah, was special. Was special. We, we haven't seen what Jordan does uh, now. No. Uh, Kobe Bryant, for me. Okay. Yeah. Because even when you, you listen to Michael Jordan's uh, talk, um, so the, you're, he you're, reckons Kobe w- was the closest to him the, that he ever saw. So these, and these, you know what Jordan the, is, is very... He's very, like, about yes. his standing. Yeah, I'm, I'm the best. Yeah. I'm the best? Yeah. Next will be Kobe. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, then, and then LeBron. So those are the modern day. Yeah, modern day. Yeah, because I can't really talk and, about, and so on, yeah. uh, you know, the other guys. Yes, Will Chamberlain, yeah. uh, Karim Jabbar, Abdul Jabbar, and those guys. Bill Russell yeah. with his rings and all sorts. Yeah. Can't really talk authoritatively on those. But in terms of generationally, yeah. uh, you've got to say that uh, those three for me yeah, stand can't, out. Can't, can't argue with you. Stand out. And I think Shaquille O'Neal is underrated as well. I think he's underrated. Yeah, I think underrated. Underrated. Sha- Shaquille. For a big bat. <laughs> <laughs> what an oxymoron. <laughs> your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Drum. The roaring fans. Take a ride on the wild side with the Africa Report on ZFM Sport. We had a bit of an extended fan zone today, so we're going to scheme through the, the footy very quickly. <laughs> but uh, I couldn't help but read this message, and it's from Brian. And he says, in Zimbabwe, the only sponsorship you can expect from corporates are kits. If you're lucky, you'll get an away version as well. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, corporates are just looking for a marketing platform for their businesses. And I've got to say, yeah, he's, he's absolutely nail on. Now, let's go to Chad. Cameroon, Mali, out of the Chan Championships. As, of course, the group phase in Algeria came to a shock-riddled climax. Two-time runners-up Mali needed only a score draw against Mauritania to top Group D, but lost 1-0. And Cameroon only needed a point to finish first in Group E, but fell 1-0 to Niger, who snapped who snatched top spot. So, Group D, Mauritania in first place. And, of course, uh, you have... Uh, uh, Angola and Mali in third. Uh, Niger is in first place in Group E. Cameroon second and Congo uh, in third. Your quarterfinals have been confirmed. It's Algeria, the host, to take on Cote d'Ivoire. That should be an absolute barnstorm. Uh, tickets for that game sold out in less than eight hours. So Shut that's going to have a really, really excellent atmosphere. Senegal will take on Mauritania Madagascar versus Mozambique in a Southern African derby. And Niger takes on Ghana. Let's go to the Premier League. Newcastle manager Eddie Howe saying that he's pleased with those win uh, as Newcastle, of course, took a step closer to their first domestic cup final since 1999 with an edgy 1-0 winner, a win over struggling Southampton. Understandably nervous, Barry, yep. uh, Newcastle, because um, the last time they were here, 1999, mm. and they got to the final of the FA Cup, I think they lost to you to Manchester United uh, in that game. But uh, they've got a good enough squad now, uh, and it's all about getting the job done. Remember, it's too late. Yeah, they were playing well uh, away from home mm. as well, uh, and they managed to get the, the win. win away. And now they go to St. St James's, and for me, they missed a lot of chances. Uh, so the St James's Park uh, leg, you could almost see, uh, you almost say that they've got one foot in the final. Can't but see Southampton winning. I, ca- uh, I, ca- I can't see it, uh, but I would also like to see them hold their nerve now because those, those that nerves, the nerves you talked about mm. uh, uh, creeping into this set of players shouldn't be happening if they want to finish in the top four in the Premier League. All right. Uh, Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag believes PSG's interest in Marcus Rashford shows his side are getting the best out of him. Rashford attracted the interest from the French champions as he was originally set to become a free agent before United triggered a one-year extension clause. PSG president Nasser El Khalaif saying in December that his side had spoken to Rashford's representatives. Are you worried, Chris? Because uh, Rashford is central to a lot of good things that United is doing at the moment. It's, it's a little worrying. Um, 
when you're taking a look at what he's been able to contribute, just taking a look at sort of the last three to four months at Manchester United, I think he'd be a very, um, continue to be a very important piece. And if he goes across to PSG, the, the only thing is, can Manchester United compete with a PSG pay packet? And you know what? PSG will always pull out the money no matter what figure you slap on Rashford they're going to be having the, the dollars for it so it's it, it is worrying that they're showing interest in such a key figure at United mm. Hans Mourinho guys Hans LeBron James is better better than who? Because than who he is I think than uh, than who he thinks is the, is the goat than Michael with four Jordan. rings oh, four rings the same rings that uh, Steph Curry's got no, no, no. I think I'm guessing. I'm guessing. No ways. You, you've got the combination of factors. It's oh. like it's like one of the reasons for me, I love Diego Maradona. He was a phenomenal player. But his stats don't stack up. No. Uh, so he was a phenomenally talented player. But when you talk about goats, the greatest of all time, you can't then pick a guy. Diego Maradona had three league titles yeah. in his entire career. Okay, he won a World Cup. Yeah. That's phenomenal. He scored goals, yeah. but he didn't even score at the rate of these guys. So Diego Maradona, I think he's got about 300-odd career goals. Yeah. He's got three league titles. Mm. Now, how can such a player then be deemed better than uh, a, a, a Messi who's got like 12 league titles has won various Champions Leagues has scored nearly uh, two and a half times the goals that he has scored uh, and so, so you get what I'm saying statistically yeah, yeah. that's where LeBron yeah. LeBron should have won more rings guys yeah, for the talent he that he had yeah, yeah, so let's let's debate this because someone says Hans LeBron will debate next time yeah let's, let's debate next time I think it's a good <laughs> debate but uh, just know my position Michael Jordan that's it. Yeah, Jordan. Is the greatest. If I'm waiting, I debated with LeBron, but when the number two, he was better than Kobe, uh, Magic Johnson. Yeah, uh, we can debate that. It's the rest of Jordan. the list is up yes. for debate. Yeah, we can debate. Number two. Yeah, from yeah. number two. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan. And if Michael Jordan hears that we put anyone else for number one, he takes it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, of course, uh, let's give you some uh, results uh, out of Serie A. Uh, AC Milan thumped by Lazio. Lazio played some very good football uh, last night. That one ended 4-0. It could have been worse meaning that AC Milan are in second place and they trail Napoli the log leaders by 12 points. It looks like it's done. Lazio have crept up into third ahead of Inter on goal difference. Just one point behind Milan. They have 37 points. Right. And rings don't count guys. Messi was goat before the World Cup. No they do because that was the, the thing that people questioned Messi to say, yeah. okay, you've done all this, you've never won the World Cup. Yeah. That's why he himself placed priority on winning the World Cup in 2022. He knew it would cement his legacy. And initially, when they when they debated Kobe in the early years, they always talked about mm. the five. Yes. The, the five of Michael Jordan. The six and of the six, Michael Jordan. The six of Michael Jordan. And now, uh, when, when Kobe then won his, then uh, the, 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 the conversation continues. So rings are important. Uh, yeah, and, and judging basketball, of players on the NBA titles for me is now is now outdated. Well, we say that you have to have the rings. Yeah. You have to have. You some have sort to have something. Something. So, so on performance, when we talk about performance, okay, these guys, the pe- performance factor is is debatable, Chris. Because yes, what's good for you may not be good for me. Absolutely. Okay, but the one thing we all agree is that LeBron James, phenomenal uh, athlete. Michael Jordan, phenomenal athlete. Kobe, phenomenal. So then we look for the differentiators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to use numbers yeah. for that. And it's you a absolutely number. have the differentiators is how many times have you managed to inspire the, your team? The numbers, for example. the numbers don't lie and the numbers that are on the clock aren't lying either. Because we've got the one one that the one that's working for, for LeBron, by the way, is the fact that he's going to be scoring champion for the NBA pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big one. That he can say, you know what, I have scored the most points in the NBA in history. That's a massive one in the debate. The news is next. Bye. Catch you tomorrow. Don't miss it. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. 
And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. This is just, it's just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundell, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.